popcorn of three brothers and a shot of milk. We're talking video games, movies, comic books, superheroes, TV, movies, and more. I'm Lawrence St. Victor. We got Jack Walker Pierce. We got Richard Wilson. We got Chris St. Victor. We are just geeks before being geeks. We're cool. Just a bunch of dudes who forgot to grow up. Gentlemen, what's going on? How are you? How is your week? We're talking movies. We're talking comic books. We're talking movies. We're talking. Sorry. What are we talking? Well, I don't know what, what we're talking about. about. What you this mean? guy sounds tired today. I'm very tired. <laughs> I'm very tired. <laughs> we're definitely talking movies. I got my that. coffee right here. Yeah. <laughs> this guy needs to be talking better sleep schedule. Uh, what's a sleep schedule? That sounds like uh, a luxury I do not have. What are you guys up to? Just showing. I was watching um the Gundam Hathaway on Netflix. Oh. Thought it was a series, but it ended up being a movie. It wasn't that bad. I, 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 I enjoyed it. For me, this is the first week in a while. No, uh, no toys for me this week. But uh, uh, yeah, I know, I know. It's been a, it's been a hectic, hectic week for me work wise. So uh, um, I've been reading Invincible uh, Volume Nineteen. I'm trying to work my jump way back through. in. I jump back in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I got a chance to get some time, and I'm traveling this week coming up. So I should be able to finish the series. Hopefully, that's when I get to read. So yeah, that's about it. Oh, and I watched. Um, uh, that new HBO Max movie um, based about catalytic converters. Uh, now I can't remember the name with Don Cheadle, John Hamm, and like the super super all star cast. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I How just was it? Uh, it was it was actually really 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 good. Maybe we should scrap what we're planning on talking about today and talk about that. <laughs> Everyone stop for an hour, Everyone go stop. back and watch this great movie that I can't remember the name of. <laughs> <laughs> great recommendation right there. <laughs> no, no problem. No problem. That's about it for me. Jack? Um, I've been reading, there's this cool comic line that's been going on for a little while now. It's called Something's Killing the Children. Oh. And it's pretty dope. So I caught up on the latest issue of that. And the other thing I, I kind of caught up on was there was this big... Asian American month had gone on. So what DC comics had done to kick that off was they introduced a new comic book character based off of the uh, monkey prince, the iconic monkey prince. So oh. I got my hands on that comic and checked it out this week. Which was nice. nice. It's all right. You know, it, it was all right, but I guess I liked what it represented more than what it necessarily was. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, for me this week, I just, I, I finally finished Oh, I'm caught up on Superman and Lois. Rich, Chris, I need to get on this, man. This is good. You know, I, like, come on. It's the CW. It's on HBO Max. Yeah, right? for, for a little bit of time. Left. Yeah, for a little bit of time. But they're going to they're gonna pull it off soon. So yeah. uh, we, we, we got to get on it quick. Um, I've been meaning to get on it. I, you, 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 you've been swearing by it. And its production value is way closer to an HBO Max series than a CW series. So it's, a, it's like hybrid race. Yeah, sort of. We don't I don't have. What I like though. I, I like that this guy's getting so much suit action. Right. Like the fandom of his costumes that he puts on from episode to episode is just great. Dude, it's a good watch, man. It's a good watch. And since Chris didn't um, hit us with any toys this week, I decided to go the McFarlane route this week. I picked up this bad boy right here. This joint just. I got to be Justice League, Zack Snyder, Henry Cavill, Superman, black suit. That is a good yeah. 
the detail is just fantastic on this. You one. know, considering how dark those Zack Snyder films were, he probably should just been in that suit the entire film. Here you go. There goes the Zack Snyder. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't resist. <laughs> but this is dope. And I mean, just the detail on this thing, the way it's sculpted, this is for about 20 bucks. I have this one over here. Where was that, Lars? Well, Target. Target. Uh, nice. Target. I think it might be a Target exclusive, or at least it drops at Target first. Now I have this figure right here. I have this, that. I have that one too. This is probably, and I'm I'm, I'm looking at the uh, Batman v Superman one for everyone listening. This guy has a stiff neck. Well, look at this. This is probably like twelve ninety nine, right? Right. And for nineteen ninety nine, this came out. So, so like, not that much more money, but so much more details. Scope that's so why the, the value for the McFarland toys are just it's just there. It's so dope. Are you listening, McFarland Toys? <laughs> McFarland Toys. Are you listening? <laughs> you sponsor our show, please. <laughs> We're like every episode, McFarland. Come on. Um, but that's it. Okay. I love this segment. Collector's Corner, man. This is where we go. Go ahead, Spiders, spiders, spiders. This is where we go into our vault and we pick out something. It can be pristine, unopened, it can be uh, a high value, it could be sentimental, something worn that we played with as children, it doesn't matter what it is it just means something to us who wants to go first? I'll go first. Jack. I got a, a, a very special it's kind of, it's two, two things I got a very special thing I'm going to show today though. special to me one, I want to preface it by going, this is my 1991 original gun ho in oh the shoot so what's, what's relevant about this is um it's a shout out to my little bro jimmy who is you want to see a gi joe collection this guy literally has every single figure every single vehicle that ever came out my little bro has and he knew that my favorite character growing up was this jerk so he got me this and then he went one step further my little brother for my birthday this year made me a gi joe superman action figure oh shoot that's going on the ground because that is amazing so it's one of a kind and it's it's literally it's one of my favorite favorite pieces of my collection now is my G.I. Joe Superman. That is awesome. I love the That's box art. He, yeah, describe the box art for our listeners. All right. it's not, he didn't just make you the action figure. He made you the... It's blister pack. Yeah. 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 So it's got the G.I. Joe logo, real American hero on the top, and you got this faded kind of vintage picture of Christopher Reeve looking just so great in his costume in the background. And what's fun about What's fun about the actual G.I. Joe Superman is it's all hand-painted. He chose the S from, I think it was the 1980s. So he went through, you know, you go through gold, silver, bronze, new age. You're going to get different versions of different suits every time you look for something. So he found the S he thought was most appropriate. And what's fun about the head, maybe you can notice, this little head 
we probably all recognize from another toy we had growing up. It's Liu Kang from the G.I. Joe. He took Liu Kang's head and he kind of remolded and painted it to make him a little more Superman. That's awesome. Yeah. Jimmy, so, where's so, I want Jimmy, I want one. Jimmy, I want one. That's dope, man. That's amazing. Yeah, he's listening to these two, so uh, uh Jimmy, oh, no. I want one. <laughs> uh, Rich, what you got, man? I was going to do my DVDs. So I'm like, you know what? Let me go into something that I feel like is a dying art now. Um, I got a Halo Reach little figurine. Oh, got it with the game. Yeah, man, that thing is so cool. It's what is it? It's almost a foot tall, and there's five of those guys on there. It's, it's standing on like a, a cliffside on a mountain. Uh, yeah, there's like five of them. Yeah, and the, the various various suits. Uh, some customized to, to, to their to their liking, their, their uh, specialties. They come with their own little weapons. It's Noble Team it's, uh, from Halo series, uh, Halo Reach, the video game. Um, is is Noble Team. They're a series of Spartans that were out pretty much go to Reach, the planet, and um, secure data and so on and so forth for for the uh, for the fight against the Covenant. So yeah, so that's pretty much what that is. And I, I like it's like one of my first ones that I've gotten. And I'll get maybe like two more, but yeah, man, it's like something that you really can't get now because we're robo buying online and then like a lot of stores don't, don't carry it anymore or carry things like this anymore. So you, I feel like it's like a dying thing that needs to come back, like collectibles for video games. Fire. Fire. Chris, what you got, man? My, uh, oh, yes. yes. The, the 89 Lego Batmobile. That's oh like, um, uh, God, that is sick. That I care to admit, and as parts come off, but uh, it's really cool, really detailed. Some of the ways that they used to do some of the effects of the Batmobile um, was really cool. You twist the the afterburner, and then guns come up. Oh, oh, so, nice! All right. How long, Chris? How long did that take? Hours, hours, hours. I, mean, I did a little bit. Uh, my wife and I built it a little bit every day. Whenever we know, when we could grab a little bit of time when the baby went to sleep, you know, we put it together. So, yeah, that is sick. I got yeah. a question. Go ahead, shoot. It's it's a Lego Batman car. So if it fell, would it explode? It one hundred percent, absolutely will. Oh, you better put that down. <laughs> oh, he's up here holding up to the camera, turning it around. Him dropping it would be catastrophic. <laughs> Months worth of work just be obliterated. Exactly. Oh man, so your wife That's would fine. leave you in a heartbeat. Probably all that work. All that work. Oh, that's dope, Chris. That's dope. What I have today, as a Batman fan or a comic book collector, I feel like they're are a handful of comics that you have to have in your collection, even if you're a casual Batman fan. Dark Knight Returns, Batman Year One, and then, fitting for today's episode, my copy of Batman Long Halloween, the graphic novel. I mean, this is just one of the best comic books. I mean, this holds its weight against... I mean, It really is. And I have pretty much the whole Jeff Loeb Tim Sale collection, so I also have a Dark Victory, which introduces Robin, which I hope if these films continue to go that after long Halloween part two, we get into this one. And then this anthology one that came out with called, called haunted night, which is like a collection of just Halloween tales, but within the world of long Halloween. So these are dope, man. 
I mean, I remember reading Long Halloween and uh, it really just, I was so mesmerized at being just a detective story. You know, it wasn't this action-packed thing. It was like literally turning the page trying to find out who this holiday killer is. So that's just a piece of my Batman comic book collection. What year did that comic drop? Was it like 20 years ago almost? Uh, I'll tell you right now. Give me one second. Uh, Originally published in 96 and 97. Uh, thir- span 13 issues. I say it holds up. <laughs> <laughs> the comic holds up. The comic. We'll get into the other stuff later. Yeah, this is a discussion we need to have. We'll get into the other stuff later. Um, but first, we got some news. It's time for the news. Here's the news. Yo. Why does this guy echo everything I say when I say something? I don't know. Why does this guy echo everything I say when I say something? <laughs> <laughs> the He-Man story trailer dropped. We got the teaser. The He-Man trailer dropped. What did you guys think? I'm thrilled. I think it looks, yeah, it looks awesome, awesome, awesome. I, you know, I watch it with a grain of salt because I'm still concerned about that news we dropped where He-Man's going to disappear. And yeah. I, I'm hoping that because, I mean, I liked it a lot. Yeah, and there's a whole lot of He-Man in the trailer. Yeah. There's a lot of He-Man. I feel like that's going to be deceiving, though. Like, they're showing all this He-Man, but then He-Man's barely going to be there. Like, it, there's a lot of controversy around it, man. There's this YouTube channel called Clownfish, and they're, like, diehard He-Man fans, and they're the ones voicing the revolution against Kevin Smith because... They're mad that, that Kevin Smith and them are, are saying this is a He-Man show. He-Man's in it when they're like, it's clear this is going to be a Tila show. And then the trailer dropped and Kevin Smith did a commentary with the trailer and he talks about all the He-Man parts, but he doesn't bring up Tila once, which was like, why are you not talking about Tila? She's in the trailer. And then I went back and watched the trailer. Tila has two costume changes. One, she's kind of dressed how we remember her from the old cartoon. Yep. Then she has like a shaved head and she's more like this kind of like um warrior. Like. Warrior. She's already a warrior, but like a rebel. Yeah. And all the parts we saw with He-Man, he was with her in her older clothes. Her classic uh, costume. The only yeah. time we see He-Man with her in her new uh, look is when they're fighting. When He-Man's like evil and they're fighting each other. Now we see Prince Adam with her in her new look. But we never see He-Man with her in her new look. Now, I don't know if that means anything. Yeah, but in that, it's like saying, oh, we see Clark Kent with Lois, but we don't see Superman with her. No, I'm saying it's her. Because there's something that happens in the trailer where you can see there's a passage of time. We only see He-Man with Tila in her old look, which means that it's it's the setup part. We don't see him with her. People be stressing about everything just the sake of stressing. No, now one stressing one thing E-Man show that might not have E-Man. <laughs> one thing that they brought up with in in the in the trailer is that the sword is split too. So Prince Adam could be there, but you know Prince Adam is just Prince Adam until he has a sword. Right. So the series might be looking for the sword. Yeah. Right. Oh, maybe there's oh, no He-Man. Right. There's Prince Adam, but there's no He-Man. Ooh. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So. I don't know. We'll see. But there's a, there's, there's a set of He-Man fans that are really upset. that Not upset that it could be a Tila show, but that they're advertising it as a bait and switch. Can it's anyone wield the sword? Is it like Thor's hammer? It, whoever's worthy of holding it gets those powers? I don't know. Because the, yeah. the, the old comic that came out with the toys, 
is slightly different than the filmation cartoon we got. So in the filmation cartoon we got, they never did the splitting of the swords. The toy line in the comic books that came out with that was the splitting of the sword story. Yeah. So it just depends on which parts they're pulling from. So I, I don't know if Skeletor has one half because we got that Skelegod action figure. Like, how does he get those powers? So we'll have to wait and see. But um, I just want He-Man in this, man. I don't want He-Man in the first two episodes and then we don't see him again to the end of the season. I'd be frustrated. <laughs> but that could be the case as long as it's good. Um, Shang-Chi trailer dropped about a week ago, about two weeks ago. What you guys think about that, that boy? Oh, man, it look, it look, it's looking real good right now. Uh, and when that guy threw it. the Sonic Sonic the Hedgehog rings at the other guy, I was like... <laughs> <laughs> nah, I think it's dope. Like, I got that feeling I got when I saw the Black Panther trailer for the first time. Like, I really love using other cultures, using other people, and using the the mysticism and their own supernatural influences and in, in putting it into characters. So we're getting something fresh and new but it still follows that Marvel formula. So we're not getting tired of seeing the formula, but we get to get, you know, other characters and other representation. So I like that a lot. Suicide Squad trailer dropped, focusing mm-hmm. on Bloodsport. Yep. Uh, basically yeah. saying he's in jail because he put Superman in the ICU with a kryptonite <laughs> bullet. Which I believe happened in the comics over there, Jack. Man, <laughs> man got them shots. <laughs> he got that aim. Yeah. Bruh. I thought it was dope. It's interesting. I felt like they were saying he is not replacing Will Smith's uh, dead shot. But it kind of follows a similar story of your, your daughter's on the outside and you're going on the inside, protect your daughter, do it for your daughter type thing. I love what James Gunn is doing with it. It looks so much fun. It looks it like does. all the actors are used well. John Cena at the end, like, so starfish. <laughs> That's also slang for butthole. <laughs> and Waller's like, no. And he writes, no connection. <laughs> it's just a good sense of humor. It's, like it's going to be a good time. What do you guys I mean, think? I'm super excited for it. I feel like the first one got a bad, got a bad, uh, uh, review. I think, I think the guy, the guy dealt a tough hand. I thought the first one was good. So I'm excited to see what, 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 uh, this was. You thought the first one was good? I don't, I don't know where. I got a bad review because it's kind of a bad movie. I don't get, I don't get where everyone has all this hate for Suicide Squad. I mean, it's no Venom. It's It's no Venom. It's no Venom. But it was, I'm not saying it was the greatest movie, but I, I don't think it deserved the hate that it got. So. It, uh, it was an entertaining movie, but it was not a good. Movie. It was not. I, I was I was entertained by it, but I was I wouldn't be like, yo, I would recommend this for everyone to watch. Like, I mean, look, nah. I get I give it a strong six and a half. Six and a half. That's generous, man. No man, yeah. I, I want Chris reviewing my movie. When it comes <laughs> <out>. <laughs> <laughs> so generous, man. Suicide Squad gets a gets a five for introducing Harley Quinn. That's about it for me. Gets a pass. Pass. It's a pass. Oh man! Yeah, it was, so, it's content. It's more. It's more comic book content in a comic book saturated content world we live in, which is awesome. Not complaining. Right. But it's a pass. <laughs> it's passing. But we're getting this slight reboot, slight sequel. So hopefully that that's going to be the Suicide Squad that we wanted a couple of years ago. Uh, Lovecraft. No more. Lovecraft really? is canceled. And will not have a season two, although the showrunner and producers already have a 72-page Bible 
for season two, but it looks like HBO will not move forward with the season two of Lovecraft Country. Wow, that sucks. Yeah. I really enjoyed that show. Yeah, I did too. Crazy and out there, and they did things you're not supposed to do, and has such a strong point of view, but... Well, it's a, well, it's a problem. It, it had a hard time finding an audience? No, it did really well. Um, I, they didn't say why. Too black. Well, I mean, theorizing too black, or I think the first season, they pretty much finished out the book. So maybe HBO didn't like where the showrunner was going without the book. Or Mad Expensive. Uh, who, who knows? It could be a, a bunch of things, but we're not getting a season two, which I'm kind of bummed about. Uh, Smallville might be making a comeback. Tom Welling went on Instagram and said that him and uh, Michael Rosenbaum, who played Lex Luthor, are working on an animated version to carry out like what happened after the season's wrap. So we might get to see him Superman. We got a comic book that kind of did that already. I'd but. say it would be great. The, the cartoon version comes out and he still never puts the costume on. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell y'all. <laughs> me and Jack watched Smallville religiously <laughs> through our whole college career because it was a 10-year ten ten show, 10-season show. Jack came over to my apartment in Queens and we were like, yo, this is the finale. We suffered through seasons. And I say that liberally because we had a good time. But in some seasons, we suffered through just to get to the point. See him finally suit up. Ten years in the game to see this guy finally in some sort of Superman costume. And Jack, what happened, Jack? Jack is just shaking his head for all those who can't see this man. Tom Welling didn't want to suit up. We got a CGI Superman in the background. And... A close-up, so close, you can't see him in costume. The closest thing we got was the very end when he tears his shirt open and we see the S. But we never see him in costume at all. After 10 years, there we go. So I'm excited for if they do an animated version because we get to see, hopefully, his Superman. But a part of me is like, man, he blew it. I don't want any parts of it. Trust was was betrayed. Hard yes, sir. Was it his call not to suit up? I'm pretty sure. At that point, I mean, can't blame the guys. Can't can't blame the guys on some level, but on another level, f you, man, f yeah. you. To his defense, <laughs> he's been on the show for ten years. He's now like one of the producers, and the show was no tights, no flights. We are showing you this kid from Kansas and. As the show went on, they had to get more into Superman lore. He should have became Superman at about season six by the time he started doing all the stuff he's doing. So by the by the end, it's like he's like, no, I'm not putting on this costume. Well, it created a it, it just created an Elseworld version of Superman. You know, it, he yeah. not actually he was never Superman in the show. He was the red blue blur. The red blur. <laughs> the yeah. red blue blur. Yeah. <laughs> so he's a different version of Superman. Right. The real um, question is, are they bringing Bow Wow back? <laughs> well, let me tell you, I fell off of a Smallville, and I was about to get back into it, and I saw Bow Wow. I'm like, let me just turn this right back I love, I'm not. Out of the 10 years of Smallville content we got, 
Bow Wow is what <laughs> stuck with Rich. I don't know. I was like, nah, I don't want it anymore. Anything's game. Anything. Bow Wow came back for Fast and Furious 9. So, like, Bow Wow can, can, he can always come back, apparently. <laughs> always. Wait, always he's back, back in Fast and Furious 9? Yes, he is, sir. Alert. Wow. I oh, saw it in theaters, and it was dope. You went to the I theaters. Mean, Look, Look the, we're not talking about family. <laughs> All I gotta tell you is there's nothing stronger than family. Apparently. <laughs> you know, those memes are great. They're yeah. everywhere. I love Bef- them. Before you end the news, can I just drop one thing? Yeah. Rumor has it there's gonna be a Fast and Furious Jurassic Park crossover. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I mean, at this point, at this point, I feel like we should do Fast and Furious and Zombies, Fast and Furious with Jurassic Park, Fast and Furious versus, I don't you can just merge them with anything, because at this point, they went to space, spoiler alert, they went to space in Fast 9. It's so, in the trailer, isn't it? I think, is it in the trailer? Yeah, it's in the trailer. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, at this point, we can do anything with those guys. Um, well, you know, it's like we were talking about the other day. Fast and the Furious went from this Point Break cop movie to they're legit superheroes at this point. They, they might as well be in case. They feel no pain. I can, yeah. I can be flung across a, a highway and the car breaks my fall. And I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, God, that car came in with me. <laughs> what? But it's fun. It's fun. So yeah. I'm, all, I'm all for it. Uh, we're getting that Bart Loki before episode five drops. We get a, a, a mashup of Loki and the Simpsons called The Good, The Barts, and The Loki coming out on Disney Plus. So that's going to be fun. Tom Hiddleston's you know reprising his role as Loki, so I'm excited to see what that is. Um, and last but not least, PlayStation Now, the subscription service, has dropped its July games to the platform. We're getting Red Dead Redemption 2. We're getting um, Neo 2. How you pronounce Neo, it? Neo Neo One was one of the best games I was playing for a hot minute. Well, then you're getting Neo Two on the on on the platform. Uh, yeah, Judgment, not as good as one. God of War, Moving Out, NASCAR Heat Five, and Olympic Games Tokyo 2020. So if you guys are already subscribed, you're getting those games. That's the news. Don't they only just drop two games? They're dropping these many games in July. That's a lot. A lot of games this time. A lot of games coming out, brother. A lot of games. July, um, good man, month for games. They need to because Xbox be dropping games on Game Pass like nothing. They're like, hey, yep. take all this. Take all this. Maybe they're just trying to keep up with the competition. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I got, I'll be, I got so many games off of Game Pass, I, I need to go and buy a whole other hard drive. Like, they just have a lot. The debate. The great debate. Let's get ready to rumble. Question for you guys. It's a four part question. Who is the best on stream Superman? What's the best on stream costume? And who's the best on screen Clark Kent disguise? Second question and real person. They don't all have to be the same guy. But let's start first with who's the best on screen Superman? Let's just start with one question at a time. Christopher Reeve, hands down. I will have to second that. I'm a third it. I'm going to fourth it with an asterisk. Yo, you almost off the show, man. You better be careful what you say. You better be careful. Appearance-wise, 
I think Henry Cavill looks no, better. Man. That's why but, it's a four-part question. I, I'm, just, I, I'm just saying. That's it. Just, Two brothers in a shot of milk. <laughs> 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 I think we're all, look, I agree. I agree. We'll, we'll, we'll get more into it, but we'll get more into it. Close. But for this segment. This close for me and off the team. Please let me back. Please let me back let on me the back show. show. Let's talk about that real quick. So you think Christopher Reeves, but you think that uh Henry Cavill has the best. Not well, not not talking costume. Just you, you, you like the more athletic, muscular, yes. stronger looking Superman. Yes, but I think when it comes to ideals and giving you that Boy Scout feel that I think Superman embraces, Christopher Reeves is it. Like we we we, we get we get that like intangible Kryptonian quality. I feel that more of Christopher Reeves than anyone else. But if you're talking about just sheer appearance and like who looks. More like what I like. I picture my Superman as it's Henry Cavill. Oh, that's bold. That's such a bold yeah. state. It's like he oh. almost saved his spot and then he. Your favorite on-screen Batman is Michael Keaton, the non most non-athletic Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you guys: This is how much of nostalgia? has an effect on your recommendation. Yeah. Well, you know, the, and the other question that's worth bringing up or point that's worth bringing up is the time period. Because if you're looking at golden age representation, yo, man, you're not going to beat George Reeves. If you're looking at silver, bronze age representation of Superman in the suit, what he was in the costume, honestly, God, Christopher Reeve in the suit, Trump's careful. If you're looking at new age, Christopher Reeve looks like a joke. Right. So you almost got to base it off of the of what you're talking about. Like your question, Lawrence, that you just posed to us is great, but out of context, I don't know. See, you know, here's almost the thing. different answers. Well, that's why. Okay, Christopher Reeve. No, he didn't have ripped up ad, but he wasn't a skinny guy. He actually no, put on. No, a, no. So, and you're talking about Superman three. His stature is imposing. I mean, he ta- he would tower over Cavill. He's taller than him, so he's not. This little but guy. But he's not wearing a padded suit that's also painted. Exactly. So yeah. if I saw Christopher Reeve, especially Superman 3 and on, when he got really bigger and, and filled out, he's, he that look holds up today. Like if you put him in a suit today, he would look closer to how Brandon uh, Ruth looked in, 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 in the Kingdom Come version. He would look like that. Which, which is a dope suit, actually. Which is good. Yeah. Um, especially if he got, if, if you gave. Still, it's still got a brown cape, though. This is dark red. It's, it's burgundy, sir. It's burgundy. It's you know, brown cake. Burgundy. Okay, so we're all pretty much on the same page, but I respect where you're coming from, Chris. Almost. Almost. <laughs> Who has the best Clark Kent disguise? I'm going to say Brandon Ruth, right? That's how you got to say that name? Ruth? I believe so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like him. Well, I would say Christopher Reeve and the follow-up is definitely Brandon. His Clark Kent is so well done in the film. And this is a Superman who, this is a guy who honestly, I don't think got a fair shake at it. He, he could have been iconic in his reprisal of the role, but he got put in just the worst, the worst Superman movie. movie that's been made to date. So if, it's really hard if to you, judge. If you see his stuff in Crisis, where he plays Kingdom Come Superman, and he's playing a version of Kingdom Come Superman that is this Superman. So he's he's playing this Superman. Yeah. And his Clark 
is so Clark. And his Superman is so grounded now. Like he like they gave him the material and the weight to ground it. He would have man well, in the right movie. He's got he twenty years of training as an artist now. Right. He wasn't just, you know, this young guy thrown into this crazy world. He has I mean, there know, was definitely a lack of depth in in his portrayal of Superman, especially when he was coming back after seeing his whole planet destroyed. He didn't have the gravitas. He would have been a great Superman in an origin tale back then. But to be Superman that's been in the game for like 10 years coming back from Krypton, it's like, you're, you're too young for this. Yeah, it's yeah. a whack film, though. But yeah. I, I would agree with Rich, man. It, it wasn't as buffoony as Christopher Reeves, mm-hmm. but it had, the, it had elements of buffoonery and just oozed charm, you know? So who are you putting? Who, who's your choice? Well, Christopher Reeve and then Brandon Routh. Fair enough. <laughs> Chris? How about Christopher Reeves? Because uh, his his Clark is so... It, it's very unopposing. It's very... It's, it, it's, it's hard to see Henry Cavill as Clark Kent because he's so tall, he's so muscular, he's just so... It's just hard to see him as like this, this, this like mild-mannered reporter. Christopher Reeves, he sold it. He sold it for me. So I think you also yeah. you almost never see Henry Cavill as Clark Kent. You no, see Henry dead. Cavill. You see Henry Cavill as Superman, and you really see Henry Cavill as what I would call Kal El, the version. Yes, right? that's the Clark Kent without the disguise. Yes. You almost never see him as Clark Kent. Nope. No, his yes. portrayal was closer to uh, George Reeves, where I'm kind of just a real guy the whole time. There's not a, the distinction between the character types, which is a choice. Um, I go with Christopher Reeve and I naturally want to go with Brandon, but I know Brandon's piggybacking off of what Chris did, especially in that movie, because it was a continuation. So I got to give it to Chris, but like, like you said, Jack and, and Rich, like Brandon is the perfect embodiment of disguised cartoon. You know, like that, that is the updated version of that we need today because it's grounded and charming and, I think uh, Brian Singer, when he met Brandon for the first time for the role, Brandon walked in and went to shake his hand and knocked over the glass of water by accident. It was like, oh, I'm so sorry. And Brian Singer was like, this is the guy. <laughs> he, he is Clark Kent, um, which, which is dope. Okay, who's the best real person, Clark? The guy at home with his mother, the guy with Lois, the guy with his glasses off, like, ah, oh, what am I going to do? I have to save the world. I'm so stressed out. All right, let me jump in this one real quick. Yeah. I th- the, the, it goes back to kind of what I was talking about. We don't see Henry Cavill as Clark Kent disguised very often. And, and right. that is true in a lot of these films where we'll see Superman and then we'll see one of the other versions. Like Christopher Reeve in Superman 1, you almost never see him as Clark Kent behind the mask. You no, see a lot of buffoon Clark. You see a lot of Superman. You the only real Clark you see in that movie is uh, when we, you know, in the beginning when he's younger. That's yeah, the only. But Clark. now you go, you go Superman two, three, four. Then you start getting the guy behind the mask more and more. Especially in two, yeah. Especially in two, which is always a little more compelling. So I would go Christopher Reeve, <laughs> yeah. even though you hardly ever see it, especially in the first one. Tom Welling, I'd say he spent the entire series being the guy behind the mask for the most part. But I would have to give it to Dean Cain. Dean Cain. Yo, go ahead, Jack. And the reason I would give it to Dean Cain is because the thing about Dean Cain is you almost never see anything other than that. Like, Dean Cain's great at certain things, but he doesn't really 
he's not like Superman in the sense of there's this huge shift and now I'm Superman. And he's not like Clark Kent in this huge shift of like, now I'm a buffoon. Although those elements are there, he pretty much is what I would call KLL, the KLL version of Superman Clark Kent for everything he's doing. And it just kind of works. I, I, I got it. I got it, man. Dean Kane's Clark Kent. I think Dean Kane up until that point, he's the one that brought the most humanity to just Clark. Like he also, was look at what look at what the series was called. Lois and Clark. Lois and Clark, and that's why his Clark Kent right. is, is what the right. focus of the series was on. He was sarcastic. He was he was just play on Lois's like type A personality. Like he was like a wisecracker. And then when he was Superman, he just stopped all the the debt. And that was his distinction. Uh, he gave a great Clark Kent. Uh, what what do you think, Chris? Who's who's your favorite Clark Kent real guy? Uh, you know, it's tough because I think that Dean Cain is kind of an almost an unfair comparison because I think his material was more focused on that part of the life than some of the other roles. So I think, yeah. I, so I think, you know, I, I hadn't even, I haven't, I didn't even consider Dean Cain, but when, when Jackie brought it up, you know, of course I would say Christopher Reed, but I gotta say Dean Cain because the, the part of his life that's being examined at that point is exactly that tailors to this question. Well, so you also had you also had a whole other element that's not in much of the other content. You had his mom and his dad, and there were huge roles in shaping who he is. And you see them play out <laughs> in the Lois and Clark series. That show with the man and Superman. You got to see the man behind the cape and behind the glasses. Rich, let's say you listen. Um, I didn't watch uh, Lois and Clark Clark that much. Actually, so we're back to two yeah. brothers and a shot of milk. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Listen, that part of my life, I wasn't into comic book stuff. I was more into my video games and, and my horror stuff. And horror movies. And, and horror movies, yes. All right. But um, I, w- I will say, yes, Dean Kane, that makes sense that Dean Kane would be the Clark because that was, you know, his role was focused on being Clark Kent. Um, but my pick, I'm going to go with Henry Cavill because, I mean, come on, it's Henry Cavill. <laughs> I will say, I, I mean, here's where I agree with Rich on some level. I think, honestly, I think Henry Cavill's best moments in the film is his Kel-El moments where he's sitting in the field looking at, talking to his mom or whatever. It's not, it's not necessarily when he's in the costume and it's not necessarily when he almost has no Clark Kent persona. So, I, you know, Henry Cavill's for me is a, a close, he's a distant runner-up, but I see those moments. Henry Cavill's not even on my list for this one because I think Clark Kent has to be the embodiment of hope. And that hope and that naivete is what creates the Clark Kent disguise, but it's also what creates the hopeful Superman. And my number one on the list for this is Tyler Hoechlin from uh, Superman and Lois. His Clark Kent is so good-natured. Yeah, his, his Clark under the mask. His Clark under the mask, under the glasses, under the suit. He's so good-natured. Well, it's, it's also kind of like Dean Cain's. It, it's, that's what the content is catered towards seeing. But I see, but with his, and it's the content, since he's a father, where, whereas Dean, it was like, oh, now you have to, like, Superman it up because it's not a big distinction for him. Since he's a father, since he's a husband, he carries around Clark Superman traits infused the whole time. When he's in, suit, in the suit, you're like, okay, that's Superman. And when he's with his son trying to figure him out, you see this, I mean, I, 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 I would argue that he might be the most good-natured 
hopeful version of the character we've gotten so far. I couldn't, uh, I couldn't agree more. I mean, the content and, and Chris and Rich, you really are missing out. Yeah, you're missing out on this show, like man. I'm going to have to. I'm going to download some episodes and vo- watch it on the plane tomorrow. I mean, he, this just goes into to, to on-screen best man. He doesn't hold the best physical appearance. I don't think when we see him, we think out of the comics. But past that, like the heart of the character, the heart of Clark, and, and then we get his mom in the beginning, too. Ah, man. It's kind of like it, it makes the stuff in Lois and Clark that work there even more rich here, I would say. Best costume. I, I'd say Henry Cavill's in the Batman v Superman movie because they brightened it up. And, mm-hmm. and it's got different cuts. It's not so uh, abs painted on version of it. Chris? I'm going to have to second that. Oh, no, I'm Rich. sorry, Chris. No, no, Rich. No, no, no. Gonna have, I'm going to have to second that. Because uh, that costume was just dope. Like, I'm sorry. It just is a costume. Yeah, yeah. and he, he, he fills it out, man. I he mean, does. I, I, I like the, <laughs> I like a big Superman. Hey, hey, hey. Chris, let's see you. I'm, I'm in agreement with the crew. Um, Henry Cavill. 100%. Yeah, me, me too, but I like his Man of Steel suit. And it's a little dark. It's dark. It's, it's too dark. Man. But I like the size. I like the size of the S. I like the size of his S. And I like the understated musculature. I feel like in Batman v Superman, it's good. And then by the time we get to Justice League, until Zack Snyder recolors it, it's just too, stands out too much. Um, but that was a great debate, guys. I think we're kind of all on the same page. For once. For once. <laughs> for once. Not much of a debate. But now... To the reason why we're here. Boy. Batman, the long Halloween part one. DC animation has been dropping gems. Whether you love the movie or hate the movie, they are down to adapt some of the most iconic stories in this library. And they're really giving Batman the business. Like we've gotten Killing Joke, we've gotten Under the Red Hood, Year One, Gaslight, like every <laughs> dope Batman story is being adapted into animation to, to varying degrees, but we're still getting it. Gentlemen, what do you think? So, spoilers? Spoilers. Brief recap. I don't want to go too hard in the recap because I really want to save time to discuss it, but basically there's this killer going around killing um, these mobsters, you know, uh, the Fal- Fal- Falcone's uh, a gang, and they got to figure out who the killer is. And it's a mystery. A gun is left behind, and this killer kills on holidays. So the gun is left behind with a, a jack-o'-lantern. The gun is left behind with, you know, items that represent the holidays, the holiday killer. And Batman, Harvey Dent, and Gordon are on the case. Pretty much brief wrap-up. What do you guys think? What did you guys think? I have some strong opinions on this. Yeah, of course you do. Oh, oh resident I- Batman fan. I really, really, really wanted to like this a lot. I really mm-hmm. wanted to like this a lot. I mean, I loved Long Halloween. I loved Dark Victory. I, and I was so excited for this. I'm having a hard time getting into this rebooted universe. I feel like after Apocalypse, the Apocalypse War, we haven't gotten the same quality, the same 
impact. I, I just don't feel it's there. I'm not. I'm not feeling animation. I feel like the animation is cheap, even though it's it's it's, it's jumped up ahead of where the first Superman movie was. I feel like it's cheap. I feel like some of the motions look terrible, and I'm just like the running. The run, yeah, oh, yeah. Like I watched some of the mouth movements. It looks like eighties filmation, where it just looks like they just animated the mouth, and that's it. And it really, really bothers me. And I don't know if it's because I'm having a hard time with that. I'm having a hard time getting into the story. How did you feel about the the look of the art in general, as compared to what the comic was? I mean, the look of the art is stills. It looks great. Stills looks fantastic. But it's the animation that's tough, and then I'm watching the I'm watching the movie, and then I feel like it's a mess a little bit. I I I uh, I'm I was really disappointed, really disappointed. Wow, it's it's, it's hard to translate certain things. It's like um, and I, and I felt it with elements of the Watchmen movie. Not to go into a, a Snyder oh, talk, so you're like, going to Zack Snyder. Here's, here's what I'm saying: you're, you're at a you're, you're almost at a deficit. When sometimes when the base material is so strong, you're at a deficit going into how you adapt the thing. I remember when I was reading The Long Halloween, it wasn't slow. It was a page turner. There was an intensity about getting to the next segment. And it felt like I'm really going down the rabbit hole of trying to solve this mystery. Watching the watching the cartoon version of it. It felt slow. It felt laborious. It felt like, why am I watching cartoon moments where there's literally no dialogue and the guy looks at me and squints and the other guy looks at me and, and I'm supposed to It works in live action. There's this human connection in the eyes because it's reflecting the soul of a person, whatever's going on. But it wasn't holding true, for me at least, the way it was being depicted in the cartoon. And so I'm going, why is this thing dragging on? It felt, it didn't feel thrilling. And it's no. not because it wasn't action. There was actually the, the Kung Fu action stuff in the... That was fire. In the outlet, it was fire, dude. Oh, yeah. so, it was so sick. And it, but, but I didn't need that the whole time. I know I'm going down a Batman, and there are versions of Batman, right? I'm watching the detective version of Batman solve a crime. But it did not feel thrilling to me. And by the end of it, the cliffhanger of wait for part two, I was, I felt just so blasé, you know, I'm like, okay. Yeah. Wasn't him. Chris, what's that you? Um, like Jack was saying, it just seemed like it was a slow burn and it was, it was, it was taking a, a long time just to get to it. And then I'm more used to Batman, you know, I, I will admit this. I don't watch too much of the Batman stuff, but when I do, usually I remember a lot of having a lot of action in it. I'm not used to the Batman being a detective. Like, usually it's like, you know, Batman is being a detective, like, in the background while all the other superheroes are fighting crime or, you know, fighting the villains or whatever. And then Batman comes like, hey, I know how to defeat this guy. This is what we got to do. Right? Mm -hmm. But this one, it was just, you know, him just trying to figure it out and cool and all, but it, it, it just seemed slow. And it was like certain scenes, it was like, why is there no talking here? Like, why are we just doing the, 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 the camera switch from person to person? It was just really, really slow. It, was, it felt like it was dragging on, and I was just like, I was trying to pay attention to it, but it, it was, it was just getting too slow for me. I was, I was on my phone. I was writing notes. I was, you know, doing other things besides just focusing on the movie, and it, it, just, it just wasn't for me. It wasn't for me, dog. I hear that. Uh, 
I loved it. <laughs> so this is where we get to the fun talk. Because uh, we're going to go back and forth. I really enjoyed it. I, I agree with everything that's being said. These are the things that I think didn't work in the movie. The, the pace did feel slow. And um, some of the things they were trying to get, I agree with you, Jack, to create humanity is very hard to do in animation because there's no soul behind the eyes. I completely agree with that. I really enjoyed it. I have had a love-hate relationship with a lot of the Batman animated movies. And Chris, the movies you're recalling, like in that New 52 kind of Justice League, yeah. most of those Batman films I did not like. I did not care for um, Batman and Son or Batman vs. Robin. I didn't care for the Batwoman one, Batman Bad Blood. I thought those were so action-packed. There were no relationships. There was no heart in those. I loved the Justice League ones. I thought those were cool. But the Batman ones, I was like, eh, it's kind of cool. So for this one, and I didn't care for uh, Killing Joke, although that wasn't part of that world. I so for that. this, I felt like with the streamlined animation and this focus on detective work, focus on his relationship with Gordon, I felt like, yo, this is almost like a spiritual sequel to the animated series. Like we're kind of getting a similar, and it's focusing on the, the crime and the art deco was the 1940s. I'm like, yo, this is like, for those who like that in the animated series, you grew up, here's this tale. Um, and I felt like the graphic novel is so good that even if they get 60% of it right, it's still going to make for a good movie because it's, it, it's so good. And I'm watching this and I'm seeing like all the stuff that Nolan's Dark Knight pulled. <laughs> you know, I can see where Matt Reeves is taking from this long Halloween tale. And I enjoyed it. I enjoyed uh, Jensen Ackles as Batman. You know, I felt like he was human, like he was a guy in a suit. And even when he was chasing Catwoman and he jumped from roof to roof, like he lost his footing and fell down. I'm like, okay, we're getting a human Batman. He's not this super ninja. You know, it takes effort to do it. Except for when he was in the alleyway and holding that guy with one arm and punching his leg. Yeah, yeah, you know. You see, Catwoman has like superpowers. Yeah. Batman's got like superhuman powers. And even in the guys in the alleyway that he's fighting, we're living in a everyone's kind of got it's like the way Watchmen works, you know? You got normal people, but they're a little more super than normal. Yeah, but even within that, Batman struggled in the alley. Like it was a fight, like you felt him have to fight and he gets saved by Catwoman. Too. Let me ask you this. How is Catwoman more Batman than Batman? Catwoman's from the streets, man. She's been fighting since she was a kid. And you can be a billionaire and go train all you want, but she's she's a home street fighter since she's a child. But here's the thing. When you think about Catwoman, and Long Halloween is somewhat of a spiritual sequel to Batman Year One. You know, you got Falcone with this, the scratch across his face. That was from Year <laughs> One. So I'm cool with Catwoman. No, like she comes in and comes out. She's not going to stand there and face off against five guys. No, she's going to drop in when she sees an opportunity and then drop out. I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. I love when Batman went in the sewer. In the comic, he fought Grundy, but here he's like, you just see the humanity. He's like, Grundy, yeah. I promise you, we're going to leave you alone. I'm just taking him out of here. You, I, I enjoyed those moments, and they had a lot of those moments for me. Um, yeah, I enjoyed that too. I liked a lot of things. But I think I like the idea of it more than I like the reality of how it played out. Like, um, there is this echoing element of we're seeing Detective Batman 
but it's almost Detective Batman's origin story because he's not very good at it. It yet. is. Yeah, it's exactly yeah. that. Yeah. Like, and I, I like that, but I don't know that it actually played out very well for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like we see, it's like you said, we see, we saw him struggle to be certain things. We saw him struggling and being human in the chase. We saw him struggling and being human in the fight. Why I, I, they're telling me he's struggling as a detective, but I'm not seeing that. And so I like the idea of it, but I don't actually see it playing out other than them giving me the dialogue that tells me he's not very good at it. Yeah. Well, I got that he's not very good at it by the end when he swore Alberto was the holiday killer. Right. And it's like I that thought he was the kind of killer too. Yeah. Right. And in the comics you think so too. Yeah. And then he's not. And then you see Batman kind of deal with it. And in the comics, he's not there on the boat. Alberto dies, and they find out later because he was dealing with the joke on the plane. Which honestly would have been better. You have this chase scene where he's literally jumping across rooftops, landing on moving vehicles to chase after Catwoman, and then you have the guy who's less than 12 feet above him on a platform, and I can't catch him in time? Are you kidding me? Come on. That was kind of weird. It was so whack, dude. It would have been better if he just wasn't there in the first place. That is true. That, 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 well, that, that kind of goes into like all superhero stuff, right? Where we're talking about just superpowers or just your own prowess in continuity. It's like you can chase after these guys, you can't chase after these guys. I agree with that. Um, I thought that I, I, I didn't care for Selena calling him Bruce. And the voice acting. It was so placed. It was Bruce. <laughs> in the comic books. I actually burst out laughing when she said that. I, I did this one. I face plant. I was like, come on. Because it was yeah. in the comics, she doesn't know who he is. And it might be implied that she might know, but you know, she never says it. Um, whereas here, I don't believe this street savvy cat woman, this, this Selena would just slip up like that. And no, then, she wouldn't. And the other thing that was so nice was literally the scene that had happened preceding it, where they talked about themselves in in subtlety and the subtext was so rich about identifying that they both knew what was going on. It's a good scene. And then he walks back in and he goes, Bruce? (laughs) Yeah. I was so bad. My problem with that is that if you're a, a savvy audience and you've never read the comic book, immediately you know that Alberto has to die. Of course. He can know he's Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> so kind of like, you know. I yeah. read that scene different. So when I, when I read that scene and I saw it, I didn't realize that she knew who Bruce was. I thought that she was just implying that, you know, he's distant. She knows he has another life and she can't deal with it. And she has another life and they can't be honest with each other. That's why it's not working out. That's how I read it. But then when she's like, Bruce, I'm like, if you know that would solve all these problems, you just, we would just understand. So why is it, I, I don't know. It just, it just, I don't know. That, that Bruce, the, that scene worked for me until the Bruce. The Bruce, yeah. And, and it's out of character. She, I, that, that cat woman who's doing what she's doing doesn't get startled and then go Bruce. Like that's not, that's not her character. So that, that, that part got to me. I'll tell you, I'll tell you another one that really just irked me the entire film. And, I, and the irony of it, it was because he was too cartoonish in a cartoon. <laughs> Joker, man. The Joker, I just could not get behind him. I was like, so cartoonish. But I, that might have been the choice. 
because I think that might have been them showing the difference between the old style crime in Gotham and this new wave of inhumane, unpredictable chaos. And then in part two, we get into the actual rogues gallery of Batman who operate on a whole different way. It's a, that was that was Joker. I, yeah, just, I mean, I just picked it up as Joker being Joker, just Joker doing Joker things, you know, Joker doing Joker things. What version of the Joker was this, Chris? I don't know, man. It was, he was very cartoony. He was almost like, he was almost like 60s West cartoony with the, with the, with the bombs and how it was. But for me, this is an animated series Joker. But I enjoyed it. No, I'm telling you, I enjoyed the Joker. I actually enjoyed the Joker part. I enjoyed the the voice acting. I thought it was very like Mark Hamill-esque and I, I, I liked it. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Also, been my my been my problem with it. It felt like some version of a copy of something, but not authentically original to itself. Troy Baker is an amazing voiceover actor, and he's been in the video games that are the prequels to the uh, Arkham series, and he came in to be the Mark Hamill Joker. And I and I and I think here I agree with you, Jack. I would have preferred another take here. I, I didn't want Mark Hamill's Joker here. We're not getting Kevin Conroy's Batman, so hearing a Mark Hamill like Joker that did kind of take me out a little bit. Um, what well, I love the content. The content is darker, darker than this, the '90s animated Batman. And it, and it and maybe that's the other thing that was irking me. It really felt like, and I'm not speaking to the guy and the other content he's done. I'm speaking to the way it translated in this content, mm-hmm. which to me felt like it needed to be more specific. It translated as cartoony and placed as opposed to everyone else was doing really dope performances yeah. or acting. I mean, that's fair. I, I really like the Joker in um, Under the Red Hood. It was such an interesting mm-hmm. portrayal. And it was dark and sinister and, and appropriate for that film. It would have been nice to get whatever version of this Joker is. But I'm going to make the boldest statement, man. This is the boldest statement. And y'all going to come at me for this. But in my opinion, this is, for me, the best, one of the best on-screen Batman movies. What? It's one of the best. What? I, can't. I, get, I, no. I, get, I get the detective. I get the human. I, it, it sits for me. I get the relationship, him, Denton Gordon. I actually get what that means. I get, I love the chase between him and Catwoman where in the comic book they fought, but here there's a chase. They don't fight because they're in relationship. I and, and everything that I liked about the other stuff, I saw that they grabbed it from this source material. I mean... You know what's interesting about you, Lawrence? It's, it's and it's, I think it's, it's a hard thing for a lot of audience members to have what you have. You can watch a thing, and it's almost like you can carve off the layers that don't work because the underbelly of what it is, you can see, identify, and you love. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're talking about. You're talking about the, the content of the story that was being trying to be told, but you're not necessarily commenting on the overall reality of what we're watching. I am commenting on it. 100%. I, I loved him you. in the prison when he's talking to the freaking Calendar Man. And Calendar Man is this creepy Hannibal Lecter scene. I love that stuff. I love that that Batman, for the first time I've seen him in anything, is completely losing from the beginning. 
That's in the story. To be fair, you were always like that. Because I remember when Mask of the Phantasm came out, the number one thing you liked about Mask of the Phantasm, and this is the this is as kids. As kids. Bat- Batman doesn't always win. I love it because he's a man. I can't get with Batman that's sitting, freaking fighting dark side. I can't get with Batman that's like the most smartest guy in the Justice League. I'm like, no, he's a guy in a suit and it's hard. And this movie didn't do it well the whole way through. No, you guys are right. But it still gave me a version, my favorite version of Batman. Well, he even spoke to that. He goes, you know, it's, this isn't what I expected. I thought I'd be scaring some people and, and beating up some thugs on, on, on the block. Yeah. This is a whole nother level. And, and what is Alfred said? He goes, listen, you'll rise to the occasion and Batman will be whatever Batman needs to be. Yes. And those but, are the things that get me going. Let me ask you this, though. You're, you said this was one of the, your, your favorite portrayals. So I want to compare this because it's going to be a two-part. It took, like, really, really, really serious source material. Compare this to Dark Knight Returns 1 and 2. Do you rate this above Dark Knight Returns? I can't yet. I got to wait for part two to come out. It's not as unfair. But Dark Knight, Dark Knight Returns, I mean, it's Frank Miller. It's dope. But that's still a version of Batman to me that's not Batman. Like, that's, that's a future version. That, that's a, it's a dope version. But for me, my favorite version of Batman is Batman Year One and what I imagine his next years are. So Dark Knight Returns to me is like a dope Elseworlds. So it's like, oh, that's, that's a dope Elseworlds. Like, I like Kingdom Come Superman, but he's not my favorite Superman because that's, that's in a whole different reality. And I don't care for Superman being some, some ploy by the president. Like, I don't, I don't, like, I didn't, I never cared for that uh, antagonist in that. Wow, we, we watched two different movies. I can't. We did. We did. We watched two different movies. Yeah. <laughs> Dang, Chris. Yo. You wildin', man. I, yo, this, I, I, I was really disappointed, man. Really disappointed. This movie's better than Batman 1989, Chris. Are you kidding? Are you serious? <laughs> Chris just left. So we are two brothers in a shadow. Shadow. <laughs> Batman movie. Joker uses shampoo and conditioner to poison Gotham. Look, yeah, but that's joke. But that's Jokerish. That's super Jokerish. My favorite movie is he takes a crop plant. He's about to dust poison over the city. <laughs> Yours, he uses toothpaste and deodorant. That's that's more devious than a than crop dusting. I know. <laughs> <laughs> crop dusting a crew. Crop dusting people. Oh man! You know what? Because because you liked it so much, I I want to go back and watch it again and really try. And I tried. I wanted to love the movie. I, mm-hmm. I came in so focused because I had been disappointed by the previous movies and finally I felt they were focusing on Batman. I'm like, look, this is the movie I want to see. This is the movie I want to watch. And then I was just disappointed. But because maybe I was jaded by how I felt with the prior movies, I had a problem with the animation. That's not going to change. Yeah. But, you know, only thing I can say is I will give it another shot. I'll watch it again and see maybe maybe I was too harsh on it. Maybe my disappointment blocked me from enjoying it too much. But uh, I'll give it another shot and I will watch part two. Let me, let me say this to you guys. This is the last thing I'll say. Sometimes when we watch movies and we know we're going to review them, we come in with a different pair of glasses. Now, Jack, you said that I can come in with rose-colored glasses and ignore the bad stuff and see the good of it. 
But on Rotten Tomatoes, the critics, it's 100% on Rotten Tomatoes with a 90% audience score. So I'm not the only one that's coming in like, oh, he's only seeing what it could be. So it's either I have rose-colored glasses on and want to see everything good about Batman, or maybe you guys came at it too hard. I didn't come at it too hard. I just came in looking at the show just to be like, okay, this is about to be a good Batman movie, right? And then it was, again, I will say it again, it was a slow burn and the fire has yet to caught on. Fair enough. But you also came in and you said that you're used to Batman, figure out the crime, go ahead and fight. And yes, I agree. If you're you're coming in thinking this is that Batman and not this detective story, you might, you might, oh, I, I, your palate's not ready for it yet because you're expecting something else. Godfather's got 100%. If you're saying The Godfather is not a good movie. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. And I'm not saying The Long Halloween isn't a good movie. There's only one movie we know that deserves 100%. It's Venom. We know that. We know that. I think the consensus of this movie is I loved it. You guys might have thought good, not great. But would you guys recommend it for a watch? I would 100% recommend it, but I would recommend actually reading the graphic novel, which is infinitely better. Hands down. Absolutely. Rich? If you want Batman being a detective, yeah, go for it. But if you're coming like me and watching Batman just solve the crime kind of off-scene while everyone else fights and then Batman joins the fight, I don't think... You'll probably fall asleep, but... I watched this thing three times. Right? First time, I, <laughs> I was like, I woke up. I'm like, let me wake up to a movie. I put this joint on. I was like, okay. So it took me the third time to actually really sit down and be like, I feel like there should be a story with Harvey Dent's wife. Because what was up with her? Oh, like, she was saying kind of weird. Her. Remember, we're getting a part two. So, so uh, part two will let us know if these threads are well told or not. But but it should stand up in the content which it is, and it didn't. His wife was such a whack plot point in it. The relationship yeah. in instance. Anyone who's read He's the right. comic, anyone who's read the comic. Out in part, if it plays out in part two, you've, you've already lost the opportunity to make me care about how it plays out because I just don't care in part one. I still got to yeah. care. Yeah, if you're saying that I have to read the comic to understand what's wrong with her, then it's like, no, not read know, the, the comic. Not the part two that comes out is going to continue to where I don't want to give any spoilers. It's there for a reason. It's, all yeah. awesome. um, all right. it's time for some recommendations. All right, all right. <laughs> so, in the, in the, so because it's a rebooted universe, I'm going to go with some animated reboots. I have two lists today. I got a list of reboots I recommend, and I got my dishonorable mentions. Whackamendations. Whackamendations. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Maybe that should be a segment. Recommendations and whackamendations. I, I mean, I'm down to change the segment title because that segment title's actually way better. <laughs> <laughs> so, reboots I recommend. Justice League War. I would recommend going back to this one just because I'm so disappointed with this universe. I want to go back to when the universe was warm, fuzzy, and made me happy. So, Justice League War. <laughs> Next. <laughs> oh, shit. My head. Yeah, this universe is split, bro. That is insane. 50-50. Next, uh, Wolverine and the X-Men. A great reboot of X-Men. Um, we had X-Men the Animated Series. There were, there, were, there, were, there were X-Men Evolution, a couple of X-Men instances. But I felt like the best one, the most enchanting one, was uh, Wolverine the X-Men. So go back, take a look at that. G.I. Joe Renegades. 
Um, we had terrible G.I. Joe Extreme in the 90s. It, it suffered from 90s syndrome where everything was pouchy, super muscular, and to the extreme. And uh, we got G.I. Joe Renegades. Uh, funny fact is uh, the G.I. Joe Retaliation movie is actually based on this cartoon. Mm. And then uh, my, my, my last one for recommend, recommended re, uh, reboot is Beast Wars. Early uh, CGI animation, but storyline is good. Um, I really enjoyed it, so I'd recommend that. Now, dishonorable mentions. To, to go back to He-Man, we talking about He-Man Revelations. The biggest dishonorable mention for me is the new adventures of He-Man. <laughs> He-Man in space. He's scrawny, he's wimpy, nothing makes sense, and they're in space. Takes away everything from what He-Man was supposed to be. Um, Number two, Avengers, Avengers Assemble. Um, we had a, a great series, Avengers, Earth's Mightiest Heroes. It ran, I believe, three seasons. The last season, they knew they were going to be canceled. They did everything. They did Civil War. They did Red Hulk. They did the Scrolls. They did everything you see in Marvel, like towards Phase 3. They did it in one season. Really good. The Avengers movie came out. They, they, they felt like they, re- they needed to retool it to more closely resemble the movie characters and it just fell apart for me. So, and then the last one is uh, Teen Titans Go, which is just yeah. painful to go through. So, that's my recommendations and my recommendations. <laughs> yep. Wow. Well, hope you guys had a good time listening to us talk about Batman Long Halloween, geek news, and just recommendations and recommendations and debating. Yes, it's a good time here. Please like, subscribe. Follow us on Instagram. We're dropping content all day, nearly every day. And we have such a good time doing this. I'm Lauren St. Victor. We got Jack Walker Pearson. We got Richard Wilson. We got Christopher St. Victor. Thank you. Come on back. Same back time, same back channel. We out.